Hey, this is Jay. You're listening to Radio Rookies Podcast. These podcasts are stories created by teens previously broadcast on WNYC Radio. Radio Rookies teaches you the tools you need to create your own radio story. Radio Rookies helped me learn that the power of the mic is a beautiful thing. Now let's listen to real stories by New York City teens. Flushing, crowded streets, and different faces in a blur. Yet, there's a man whose face is particularly famous. No one wore what he wore. He just dressed weird. Bright pink. Funny. He, he was wearing a hat and some glasses. And... i never seen someone so bright before. He was a celebrity with everyone staring at him. He is the Flushing Pimp. While attending high school in Flushing, we always passed him around Main Street or Casino Boulevard. As if he grew up with us through our three years. However, we have not seen him in almost a year. Where is he? Who is he? What happened to the Flushing Pimp? Now starts our investigation. Searching on Google with keywords Flushing and Pimp, the first result is a Facebook page dedicated to a man known as the Flushing Pimp. We find out his first name is Emmanuel, but some posted rumors such as he's dead, he's crazy, he's in the hospital, maybe he's in the shelter. However, we don't like to think he's dead. That somewhere out there, Emmanuel is still shredding the streets. Crazy? We don't know. But we want to find out. It's on. Hello, check, check, <laughs> check. We are on Main Street. On one of the photos in the site, we notice backpacks in the background, and we recognize them from a store called Camp. Have you seen this flushing pimp before? Yeah, I haven't seen him last year. I saw him last year around summertime. Tim Wu, an employee at Camp, said that he missed him. I'm happy to see him. Because seeing same people every day is kind of boring. It's fun to see someone with the different styles. But he didn't know much. What do you think happened to him? I don't know. I have no idea. Can you hear us? We're in the East-West School of International Studies. We are now in school trying to find people who know the Flushing Pimp. <laughs> What's your name? Uh, Dominique Encarnacion. We talked to our classmate, Dominique, and it turned out she didn't like him so much. Um, what did you think of him? That he was disgusting. You know, Why would you say that? Because he's a pimp. I don't, I don't think he was a pimp. I think he just dressed like that to get like attention or something. But we also found something very interesting from three eighth graders, Maya, Lorraine, and Khadija. He lived in my building. That's pretty much it. That's all I know him from. Wait, I can't believe what we're hearing. So where's your apartment exactly? Um, right across the street from the school. We need to go to the apartment and find out. Where do we go? That way. That way. We interviewed a couple of people in the hallway. Yes, he lived with his sister, I Yeah, so we found out Emmanuel had a sister. Carolyn. Carolyn Milton. So we decided to go and check it out. We are close to ringing the doorbell. I'm very nervous right now. She opens the door, but she won't let us in. But she does let us interview her about her brother in the hallway for more than an hour. He was a schizophrenic with delusions. That's all Manuel was. And he always felt that if you dress well, you get respect. Nothing more. Oh. He was 19 when his mother died. And when his mother died, it triggered his schizophrenia. Wow, I can't believe that that one event just changed his whole life. I guess I was surprised that he had schizophrenia because I would never think of it, but that pretty much 
put the puzzle piece in for me. If you know anything about schizophrenic, they're collectors. He had multiple coats. He had about 20 scarves, bags, you name it. Wall to wall clothes. And that's all he wanted to do was look good. When I have a one bedroom apartment. Manuel took over my room. I sleep in my living room. <laughs> but um, four years he lived with me, and four years he gave me hell. Manuel walked around my house stomping and carrying on and told me, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. And outside of that, as long as he was gentle, I didn't care. He was harmless. She was so open to her brother. She took him into her home for more than four years. She, she was like, his guardian, and she would protect him no matter what. I could not see my brother homeless. I said, even you can't. I said, if you became homeless, you couldn't even cut all that mess in the street on the, in the shopping guide. He had to handle a lot, and I really respect him for for keeping his life as he wanted it to be. Yeah, though times were rough and hard, he he was happy. Cause he used to be down on Main Street and the subway singing and dancing, doing his Michael Jackson thing yeah. with the glove. <laughs> he was really, you know, like, comical. Everybody liked him. He was on the internet, all kinds of stupid crap. <laughs> but um, there are people who made fun of him, and there are people that were, you know, understood that he had a problem. But outside of that, he was happy as long as he felt he was happy. He was miserable when he felt he was miserable. You know, at first I thought, that she didn't really like him that much. But then as the conversation kept going on and on, it felt like she really did care for him and really did love him and really did miss him. He had two brain tumors, frontal lobe and temporal lobe. Spinal cancer, lung cancer. But when he was told that he was dying, he didn't believe it because he was still walking around. All he had was a headache. So his last day in the hospital, he told me that there's nothing wrong with him and he wanted me to take him home. But that Saturday he died. I think he chose the right path to be happy even when he found out he did have a brain tumor because you know, he lived his life day by day even though he knew he had this illness. And Carolyn celebrated her brother by telling us his stories. <laughs> Every now and then when a family gets together since he died, we just sit there and crack up over the things he said and did. It's like, oh God. And I, every now and then when I walk down the block, I, I really miss him because I'm sitting up. Every time I see somebody that look like they got some loud colors on, I say, oh God, that could be manual. <laughs> okay, y'all have a good day. I'm glad that somebody enjoyed him. Wow. That was really amazing. We actually, answered all the questions that we wanted answered. And at the end, he basically passed away happy. I kind of miss him. Should be out here strutting his stuff some more. He brought some life to the neighborhood. You know what, Emmanuel Milton? Keep walking that walk. Dear Flushing Pimp, rest in peace. For WNYC, I'm Radio Ricky Helen Pang. I'm Radio Ricky. Rayon Wright. For WNYC, I'm Radio Rookie Andrea Torres. Radio Rookies is supported by Bay and Paul Foundations, Con Edison, 
Fred L. Emerson Foundation, National Endowment for the Arts, the Margaret Newbert Foundation, New York City Department of Cultural Affairs, the New York Times Company Foundation, Rockefeller Philanthropy Advisors, Helena Rubenstein Foundation, and Time Warner.